0: Hi, and welcome to the Max Revenue Show. I am your host, Max Revenue. In this episode, we share with you a couple tips and tricks on how to bulletproof your BOR. As you know, if you've ever had a BOR rescinded, um, half the battle is getting that sucker signed, and the other half is getting through the rescinding period. So we give you a few pointers on that, and then also I share a story with you on how I'm a humongous idiot and how I just lost one of my BORs recently. So without further ado, let's get into it.
1: Well, as you all know, I mean, getting a BOR is what we believe in here, and I know Max, you have an interesting story which we'll get into in a second. But for anyone listening, I think getting a BOR is half the battle. The second half is keeping, keeping it, because as anyone knows who's listening, there's something called the rescinding period on every BOR letter right every carrier has different rescinding periods and what this means is that your competition the people you just you know s- stole business from took took uh, money off their plate took money out of their child savings uh that person is not going to be happy for the most for the most part there are some times i've run into apathetic producers or just orphaned accounts where they're not involved but most of the time there's going to be another guy in the end that you're stealing from that is going to be pissed and want his business back. So that's why the rescinding period is, is there and carriers give, you know, brokers, what five days sometimes or 10 days is the most I've seen to go back and fight for their business. And, um, and I think it's, it's, it's worth mentioning too. It's, it's also there because there is some shady brokers out there. Hopefully you're not one of them. I hope our listeners aren't, aren't in that category, but who use BORs inappropriately and they, you know, get sign this paper, they don't tell the client what they're doing with it. What a BOR does, it fires their agent or it steals a market from their agent. Um, Be upfront with that stuff. But uh, for those agents out there who do that, that's also why the rescinding period is in effect because unfortunately there has been a lot of abuse of of BOR letters. So um, I think Max, you and I were chatting and I think, and I I just put a YouTube video out on this and and we're like, Hey, that, that could make a good podcast. So what this all that to say, this is about, you know, protecting and bulletproofing your BOR, right? How do you make sure that it's not going to get rescinded? Um, I have a I have a story on a really monster account that got rescinded. You have a story on one that you just <laughs> happened that happened to you. Um, so let's maybe tell about, let's start with the story and then we'll jump into how to bulletproof it. Uh, Max, how about you jump in? You let's hear what... Yeah, yeah. Let's hear your story first, because yours is on an eight thousand dollar account. Mine's on a two hundred thousand dollar
0: account. But I think you know, size doesn't matter, right? Yeah, we're (laughs) playing that game, are we? (laughs) All right. Well, you know, I'll just talk about my little account over here. Um, No, I mean, so I have found every way to screw up in this industry, um, which is, you know, a lot of the reason why I started Max Revenue. It's like, damn, I have found every pothole and roadblock and detour and ways that you can fail and so you know I figured hey if I'm gonna stub my toe and bump my head on everything I might as well just tell people well a couple steps behind me what to avoid so anyways I had this uh, when it's kind of ironic because I just put up the post the other day on LinkedIn about how I had three BORs in the last 30 days what I did not say in that post and this is why you need to tune into this podcast because this is where you actually get the juicy details. You see, LinkedIn and Twitter, that's the gateway drug that gets you to the <laughs> newsletter and the podcast. But this is where we actually give you the, the pure, unadulterated – we give you the, the hardcore stuff here. So anyways, so I basically um, talk to this guy uh, I'm in the trucking space. He is um he's an auto hauler or you know he he's just general trucking, but he has an inn with a couple of different dealerships. Uh and so he does some auto hauling as well. If you know anything about trucking, you know, you have one of those big setups on the back where you're hauling five, six, seven, eight vehicles. You know, there's a lot of uh exposure there. Um and it was just jacking up his rates. And so when I talked to the guy. It was about 30 days from his renewal, which is way closer to the renewal than I like dealing with. But it was super close to his renewal. We talked through everything. And basically, you know, this goes back to the advisement stuff that we talked about. I said, hey, how much of your business is auto hauling? And he said, well, I'm actually phasing it out. And I said, well, that's going to be where the majority of your exposure is. And that's going to play a part in why your rate is so high. And, um, you know, if it's, you know, how much of a, a problem would it be for you to kind of phase that out and just go back to more general freight, building materials, reefer, stuff like that, reefer being refrigerated? And he said, well, not at all, actually. And I said, well, why don't we do that? He said, okay. And I said, do you, your current agent, I said, have they, are they going out to market with you being an auto hauler? And he said, yes. And I said, okay. I said, well, if you want me to work this, I'm happy to do that. Um, And I would just advise redoing everything. He said, yeah, let's do it. I want to hire you. You're advising me. This makes sense. You know your stuff, yada, yada, yada. So I get the BOR signed from him. We send it out. In my state, there's a 10-day rescinding period. On the 10th day we get confirmation back that the bors are declined we're like what the hell i never actually even looked at the bors i had my uh csr do them she put the damn dba and not the actual name of the business so they were declined (laughs) by all the carriers and then now we look up and we're so close to his renewal date that I didn't want to go through, have him resign it, because then that makes us look like idiots. And so anyways, I just ended up punting. And I said, listen, the BORs got declined. Like, let's just punt until after your renewal. Maybe we'll take a look at, you know, doing something mid-year. But anyways, it's just a total goof on, it's just, I'm not a details guy. And it's something that I should have, which, you know, maybe I'm in the wrong industry, but um, it's something I should have caught. And it's definitely something my CSR should have, you know, not put on there. So once again, goof on my part, missed eight in revenue. Um. So, yeah, that's my screw up of the week.
1: You know, it's interesting because y- you mentioned details. Yeah, that's important, but also timing, right? I mean, now you just... Changed agencies, so I, I understand you're kind of under the gun on, on these deals, but if you were working out three, four months ahead, it wouldn't matter. But unfortunately, no, absolutely.
0: yeah, no, I here. totally agree. And I would much rather prefer to do that. Um, what happens is and 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 this is and everything specific to the niche you're in, but you know, half of what I do is trucking. And so a lot of these guys, you know, you you do outreach, you make phone calls, you do whatever, and then they, you know, they call you back 30 days out. You know, I had a guy literally tell me the other day that he doesn't he he doesn't like having to request loss runs twice. So he just waits until for 30 days out he requests loss runs and then sends it to everybody who wants to quote him and then basically gives everybody twenty five. Because <laughs> so he doesn't silly. like I know. So stupid. So yeah, it's just one of the, you know, with the small trucking, it's a lot of it's low-hanging fruit, and so it's kind of hard to turn down. But you do deal with some real doofuses. Uh, so whatever. I, it, when I'm doing my subcontractor stuff or anything that's bigger, like what you and I do, where you're working the due diligence and all that, I, I most definitely try to work four to five months out. So you're absolutely right. Um, but anyways, back to bulletproofing your BR. Make sure you have the damn actual entity name and not the DBA. Don't be an idiot like me. So what's your goop? How did you, what did yours do? To get rescinded? Well,
1: you know, actually now that I think it never got rescinded, what I, what happened and I've actually never had a rescinded BOR thankfully, but I did, <laughs> I did have, uh, I had a Dude, verbal Daniel. offer. So I had a verbal <laughs> offer and I don't know if he signed or not, but the verbal offer comes in. And then like three days later, the board threw a stink, uh, and I don't know if they just didn't ever sign the BORs. I think that's maybe what happened. So I think I got a verbal, but never got the BORs, and then they rescinded the verbal. But here's the story. For me, it just came down to politics and not clearly knowing who all the players were in the room. So really large account, a couple hundred employees, paying $2 million in premium. Uh, go through the whole RFP process, kind of, we did the due diligence process, inter, you know, present, show the findings. I had a internal source that was the risk manager, right? Um, heading up the process, interviewed three companies besides the incumbent. We got selected. He calls me, Hey, we're going to go with you. So what do you need? Awesome. You know, we're all systems go. Um, and then about three days later I get a call, Hey, we're having an issue and and then a day later, it just totally fizzled out. The deal died. And what had happened, and this this will happen when you actually get a BOR anyways, is the incumbent agent, of course, wasn't happy, as I told you in the kind of leading up you know, in the intro to this, this podcast session here. Um, and I don't blame him, but what, what had happened, there's some private equity money involved here. And he knew someone on the private equity board started complaining to him that they were going to take this account. The guy on the private equity board has not involved in the decision at all then puts pressure on the CEO who again was not involved in the decision-making. Cause he said, Hey, risk manager, you got 20 years of experience. I trust you to do this thing. Well, he's mm-hmm. like, Hey, we have another fish to fry. I don't want to deal with changing brokers right now. Let's just stay put. And he's like, I just, I don't want to fight this battle. I have other pol- political battles. He, this CEO had to fight other battles with the board. Right? So he's like, Hey, insurance is not one of those battles that I want to fight. I have other things I want to get done for the company that are bigger priority to me. And that's where I want to focus my time. So, um anyways, I lost out on a you know, $200,000 revenue account um and uh the other broker got to keep it because he threw a hissy fit. So, um it sucked, but you know, after about a week of sulking,
0: I got over it. <laughs> <laughs> only a week? Yeah, only a week. Um I mean, damn, that'll make your year right there, 200, good lord. Yeah, yeah, it was a nice nice pop, but
1: Anyways, I guess should we get into now that we've told our sob stories, should we get into the actual actionable, you know, takeaways you listeners can can hear? Yeah, um, let's we, do
0: that. Go so, ahead, lead lead it off.
1: Okay, and um, I we do have a video up on our YouTube channel again. I'll, I'm going to push that because I Max and I both get a bunch of messages every week on LinkedIn, which we love, keep sending them, but a lot of times. Um, They'll spark an idea for hey we could put this on a video so we put those on youtube or we already have it on youtube. So, we only have 80 subscribers but how many how many people subscribe to this podcast and newsletter like 600 to the newsletter already?
0: Yeah, we're we're over, well over 500 on the newsletter and then on this podcast, I don't know, I think we've got a couple thousand downloads.
1: Yeah, so hey, if you're listening to this, go to youtube, click the bell, subscribe to the Max Revenue show because we're going to cover a lot of this stuff in short 5-minute video formats. But anyways, let's go. Um, First thing I think is I'll run through them all and then let's go back and talk about them. okay? Okay. Let's first thing, be upfront very first meeting about what you, what you do, what, and, and educate the buyer on what a BOR does. Literally like just clearly explain what it does, how it works, use language that they can understand. Like it fires your current agent or it takes a market away from them if they're marketing it. Second thing is remind them again what a BOR does <laughs> when you come back to the presentation. Cause you're going to hopefully br- bring it up in the first meeting. This is how we operate. Here's how we do things. Now a second meeting, you come back, you present, remind them again, what the BOR does. Um, third thing, tell them or ask them if they're okay, you know, firing their broker. And this kind of goes into the fourth thing as well, but I guess, um, you know, make sure that, uh, they are talking with their agent first right before they sign anything so even if they're ready to sign the broker record letter all right make sure they know what it does it fires their agent remind them of that again be very clear but then before signing it i always tell people are you sure do you want to talk to your agent first and maybe i'll get some pushback here but the thought behind it is that I, I don't want a rescinded BOR here, right? So I want to make sure that they're 100% confident what they're doing. So talk with your agent first. Maybe you want to fire them via email or a phone call, The decision's yours. Um, and then step five, help help the buyer write a, a breakup email, right? Um, coach them through how to how to have something pre-drafted that you can just quickly send to them. And then walk, this is step six, I would say is walk the, bro, or the, the client through what the client's reaction is going to be or what their agent's reaction is going to be when they come back
0: um mm, which is really yeah.
1: really mm. important we'll we'll dive into that one a little bit more and Then finally i would just say uh you know when you get the bor's in your wording of a bor you can actually waive a rescinding period now sometimes some carriers don't care but you know they it, it says hey we want to waive our rescinding period and hopefully that can kind of put some pressure on the agent to waive the rescinding period
0: yeah that's that shit don't, that don't in my state <laughs>
1: yeah every state's different. Um, And some agents don't, the agent doesn't have to waive it. The agent still usually is given the option to not waive it. So, uh, anyways, anything in particular that you want to go back and talk about? Um, No, I think
0: think they're all pretty self explanatory. You know, I just, we've talked about this. I think, man, there's just something that's really powerful about just radical candor and transparency um, where it's, you know, I don't know. And that's one of the things that I've found, you know, probably in the last year, I guess, you know, I have just really tried to over, not, not overly communicate, but I have tried to be very cut and dry and clear about everything I'm trying to communicate to the prospector to the client. I've got a guy right now that, um, you know, it's probably going to be, it's probably going to be pretty ugly uh we've got a um his i I took it over and then we have his renewal coming up and he said hey what's it going to be like and i told him i said you're probably looking at a hundred percent increase and (laughs) and and you know he's like oh should i be worried and i said yeah if doubling you know if doubling your current insurance spend is a pro is a problem for you then yes i would be worried but i would rather you know the truth than sugarcoat it you know what i mean and i just you know when it comes to this bor process just to reiterate, you okay, this piece of paper means you're firing your agent, and you're aware of that, and you're good with that, correct? Yes, I'm good with that. Okay, great. So, here's what I want you to do before you sign it, I have this template, which is basically the email that you're going to send to your agent. We want to do things above board and do what's right by everybody. Send this to your agent first before you sign this, because I would, I think it's a, a more uh, stand-up thing to do for you to alert your agent that you're replacing him than for the carrier to tell him. You know what I mean? And I just – I don't know. I think there's just something – there's something that has a lot – it just has a lot of gravity, and it, it, it really resonates with a lot of clients and prospects when you're just radically transparent and honest. And it, it goes a uh, long way, and I think it's true in this BOR process.
1: Yeah, I and, like, think about this. Like, I always like to say, too, like, hey, if – when I give them the BORs, I say, hey, what do we have to do to make a change? I said, hey, here's the BOR, and I'll say, don't sign this. Just, just do me a favor. Don't sign this though, unless you literally know in your mind there's no going back, right? I mean, obviously, if your guy comes in and and uncovers I, I was telling you a complete lie or something, that's fine. But you get the point, right? It's like, hey, don't sign this unless you're unless you're 100% sure. You don't want to go back and forth. So, like you said, Max, you know, send that email go above board, make sure you give it thought, you know, again, it's, I think a lot of people try to push agents. I just saw, actually, I think mm-hmm. Ryan Sirhan, Sirhan, the guy from New York uh, million dollar listing or whatever, just on LinkedIn, he had posted like creating urgency is one of the areas salespeople fail at. Right. Cause it's like, it kind of comes across really slimy and really like douchey. Right. <laughs> like, uh, you know um, and, and unfortunately a lot of insurance agents are known for that. Tactic. So I think if you guys take the tactic of I'm going to go above board, be totally transparent, tell them exactly what it does. Actually, not push and pressure for the BOR. Tell them to think about it before signing it. You know, it's going to come across also, yeah. way better, yeah. and you're going to track them to be like, okay, man, this is this isn't typical because most of the time I hear issues with BORs, it's like, son, if you if you mention the letters B O R I, I will kick you out of my office, <laughs> like. <laughs> Like I can't tell you how many times I get to a first meeting and they're like, "Don't even mention BOR." Like, you know, I called it BOR derangement syndrome, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's ridiculous because there's been so much slimy and deceitful manipulation by insurance agents using these BOR letters incorrectly. And I just think if you just go above board with it, it's going to take away that like fear to, fear in people's mind about a BOR letter, and it's going to again bulletproof your BOR. That's the whole point of this podcast is you don't want this thing rescinded. It just, it just sucks. It pisses you off. It, you know, I'd rather just get a no upfront than a rescinded you are. So.
0: Yeah. And then I, I think you, I think you mentioned this at the end, but um, also like to prepare them for what's likely going to happen after their agent receives it. It's like, you're probably going to get a call. They're probably going to poor mouth you. You're taking food out of my kid's mouth. Now I can't send my kid to college. Oh, we've been together for 20 years. How could you do this to me? I thought we were buddies, yada, yada, yada. So I also like to prepare them for what's likely to come afterwards um, just so that they're prepared for it instead of it catching them off guard. Again, just another way to kind of hedge your bets, bulletproof it. Because um,
1: That is key, though. That part is what you just said. You kind of said it nonchalantly, but that is critical, this walking them through it part because it's kind of like um, – cold calling right like say you've never made a cold call in your life maybe do a couple rehearsals before making the very first call and you're mentally kind of thinking okay what's going to happen so you're prepared and that's what this part is for you're walking your client through that through that emotional part uh, because that's the part they probably don't know about Um, but the cool part is when it's done you jump jump jumping after this have you ever this happens to me a lot too it's like they'll call me after it's executed we take over we've been acknowledged and they'll say it's so funny like whatever you said, it was exactly what happened. The agent tried calling me 20 times and came in and like, gave me a sob story, but you know, anyways, uh, we're happy to be with you. So I think that emotional preparation part or walking them through it is, is critical to, to bulletproofing the BOR as well.
0: Yeah. You know, it's funny, maybe it's just my pride. uh, But I think about, so I'm four years in now, a little over four and I I had my first account BOR away from me uh, last year. And the funny thing was, I did none of those things. I just, I, I don't know. I was like, okay, fine. If he, if he doesn't want me to be his agent, I'm happy. That's fine. I'm out. Peace. Plenty more. But like, I cannot believe. And maybe you know, it was, it was a solid account. It was about 15 in revenue, which was you know for my agency and my size book. I mean, it was you know, it was a nice solid account. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I do not understand the poor, the poor mouth thing. I, I don't get that. Like, why would you want to work? Why would you want to go back and beg them to hire you back? Like clearly they don't want you to be their agent. I don't understand (laughs) that. It's like going back to the girl that cheated on you. You know, it's like I I just it it makes no sense to me. But hey, to each their own. If if you're a poor mouth, then go be a poor mouth. But that ain't for me.
1: That's for that's for the beta males. The people talking premiums, not revenues, (laughs) right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Uh, yeah, beta producers. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I agree with you 100% of that. And I'll share this story, too. Uh, so I, I had it happen one time where um, we got bor on one of my accounts. It was like 40 in revenue. Problem was the guy tried sending the BOR in about, uh, I think it was like seven days before the renewal. Oh, now, Jesus. Yeah. Now, the reason I was pissed is n- had nothing to do with I didn't go back and sulk or fight for the account or try to guilt the client into staying with me. But what happened is, at our pre-renewal strategy meeting four months prior to renewal, and this account had been shopped three years in a row, super heavily. The, the carrier we were with was literally the only carrier because they had losses sucked. You know, The client was a piss-poor client from a risk management culture standpoint. And I told them at this meeting, I, you talk about being honest and transparent. This is where it comes back to bite you. I was so honest. I said, hey, guys, shopped you forever. We're not going to sit on our hands. We're going to try to renegotiate. Here, here's what the market's doing. It's a hard market. Here's how your losses are. They suck. Just being real with you, this is what to expect this year. You know, we're, we we can shop again, but everywhere we've gone, you, we're going to become the boy who cried wolf. So get the to get the data I need. You know, the meeting ended fine; they didn't seem distraught. Well, she must have taken that as like I was going to do nothing, right? Absolutely nothing, and and sit on my hands. And and I don't know why she thought that, but anyways, we get a loss a request like a month after that, right? And now we're probably sixty days out from renewal. And I'm like, I knew it was kind of happening. I'm like, that's fine. I said, I knew, because I knew in my mind, there's no other markets that will touch this thing. Let some other agent shop it, you know, if he wants to go at it. Um, don't hear anything from them. Um, get them the lost runs in a time of fashion. Well, anyways, then we're seven days out and we get we get a BOR uh, for our market. The market I told her was the best market for her and the only market for her. And I didn't honor it. The, I didn't honor it. And it was within the 10 day rescinding period. And this was, I think it was actually a $60,000 account. Actually, now I'm thinking about it. what kind
0: of uh, of
1: utility utility like fiber optic driller kind of maybe some water sewer stuff as well and um also then what happens is the carrier gets involved hey are you guys gonna you guys we we need you to like like wave this rescinding period i'm like no why should we the client and the client also on top of this was ghosting me not talking to me uh telling me what was going on so i said you know, I basically shot an email to the owner as well and the controller. The, the lady was doing this. I said, I, I just need you to talk to me because i like, please wave this. I'm like, no, no, you guys, I need an explanation. And then so I finally, that's when I finally got it from the, the lady who was running it. And she was like, well, we just didn't, you know, feel like you were going to work hard enough, blah, blah. And I said, literally, I told you exactly what was going to happen. And the other agent shopped, couldn't beat anything better. And now you're going to take my market seven days out after we did all the work on the renewal makes no sense so what ended up happening the carrier forced us to just basically waive it like they actually broke their own 10 day period and waived it on day because the renewal was coming like 7 or 8 days and they waived it and they said well it's so close we're just going to waive it honor the honor the BOR to the other agent wow uh,
0: so yeah, yeah. talk about
1: uh, I don't want to cost us future sponsorship opportunities
0: but... <laughs> Ain't nobody. Uh, this is so
1: politically correct. If, Jesus. If any, if anyone's listening to this and you really want to know, shoot me a message. I'll gladly tell you um, the carrier. Um. But yeah, that.
0: Go ahead. And okay. I was two
1: years. So I that account had been seeded to me because I was probably two years in only at that point, and it was just been with our agency for a couple of years. The producer left. Um. I had been on. That was my second or third renewal. And yeah, you're growing. You know, at that point, you're trying to grow your book, and to lose a fifty, sixty thousand dollar account pisses you off and uh but you know I've learned to forgive uh through through multiple meditation sessions I have let go completely. <laughs> However, no ill will towards uh that contractor at all. Um, hope they're doing great.
0: Yeah I don't so I'm not great at forgiveness. I just do I do this thing where like I just stuff it down way, 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 way down. And then I just let it sit there and fester. And then it won't really come out until later but it always comes out at a really bad time and it erupts usually at the wrong person so yeah that's that's how i deal with things so i don't recommend it with anybody um or it comes out through max revenue in his cheekiness hey well that's good for all of us then at least you're it
1: into you know the greater good
0: (laughs) yeah i had somebody make a real tool comment the other day and i was like okay how am i going to respond to this I say so that's that's good where you come in right cuz you're you know you're like the you're the Ram Dass to and I'm uh who who I'm trying to think like who it would be if you're if people don't know Ram Dass was this cat from like the 60s and you 70s just, Yeah you could just say you're Jesus totally. too right turn the other cheek forgive Yeah but but who would I be if you're Ram Dass what's my persona you know it Oh like a like a non Semitic Kanye West or like <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I haven't figured
1: good, it out. Something we'll a to think about.
0: Oh, I'm, I'm like a poor Elon Musk. You know? Yeah. Like the, yeah. You know? Maybe, I don't know. That's not maybe good. A jo- maybe a Jordan Peterson? No, definitely not Jordan know. Peterson. Uh, I don't know. We'll have to figure that one out. Um, and so, anyways. Um, uh, so, recap it. Let's circle back, hit the bullet points, and let's get the hell out of here. All
1: right. Yeah, you guys are bored. Okay, bulletproof your BOR if you're still listening to this point. These are the... S- six, seven things you got to do be upfront, educate your client, exactly what it does use very strong language in this process. Hey, it fires your agent. It, it takes a market away from them. Remind this of them every time you meet with them um, before they sign the BOR, um, have them commit to you verbally that they're not going to change your mind, that they're on board with this. And if they're not ready to do that, then they just think on it. Um, walk them through the emotional side of it. Post sending this BOR, what the agent's going to do, you know, what the agent's going to do when they get the email from them, either firing them or the BOR notice, um, help them draft the email as well. And then, if you can, the last thing is just add a BOR uh, or a waive the rescinding period language within the BOR, so you can start, you know, getting on that sooner. Oh. Um, and if you liked all this and you want to get a little bit more explanation on any of it, go to the YouTube channel. We we do have a video that once Max publishes it sitting there in our queue. <laughs> uh, you guys can watch it too. So.
0: Well, I uh, t- uh, highly recommend templatizing that broker of record, um, email. That way you can just plug in place. Um, the, the one they send to their agent that they're I agree. Cause we used I to have agree. that at the old shop. Yep. Did you ever get that at the old shop? Yeah. Anyways. Oh yeah. Um, yeah every, we got it too. Yep. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, I had one last thing before we go. Uh, Message Micah or myself on LinkedIn and give us uh, the biggest thing that you're struggling with. Uh, That way it just helps us create content, give you guys stuff that you want to know, want to learn. I guess that's the hardest part of this whole thing is, you know, you kind of say the same thing over and over a hundred times, but you hit it from different angles and different things resonate with different people or you know, you're, you're too close to, you're too close to see the actual questions, I guess, or anyway, whatever you're struggling with or whatever questions you have, you know, how can we help you? What do you want to know? How, you know, what do you want to learn? How can we help you help you grow? So anyways, (laughs) with that, uh, bid you farewell. Adios everyone. All right. Bye. Bye.